Hello, and welcome to another great episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivate individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new beat tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, I'll be your host, and today we're going to be talking about the day one mentality. A couple of weeks ago, I was reading Jeff Bezos's 2021 letter to the shareholders of Amazon. It's a letter he releases yearly, but this time um, it's different. And I was struck by the length and also the depth of it because it's very mindset oriented, but at the same time, it's still very actionable advice. And if you don't know, if somehow if you don't know, <laughs> Jeff Bezos is the soon-to-be former CEO of Amazon, and he's stepping away from the day-to-day operations of the company to focus on other things, which when you get to a certain point in your life, you definitely want to do. I talked about Amazon before in previous episodes, and that's because I consider them an anomaly in business, and I work in e-commerce. Pretty much all the companies that I've worked for and worked with use Amazon as a model in some way to help them outline their own success online. So it makes sense for me to have some knowledge of where they've been, where they are, and where they're going. And a lot of people have a lot of opinions on Amazon as one of the world's most profitable publicly traded companies, of course. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on Amazon, on Jeff Bezos, and how they do business and all this stuff. And, you know, that's fine. I don't really care to discuss those. I just want to talk about a mentality that Jeff Bezos has always had and that has always struck me because it's something I resonate with as well. And it's called the day one mentality. The day one mentality. In Amazon's Exhibit 99.1, I believe that's what it's called, filing for the SEC, so the Securities and Exchange Commission here in the States, He has a statement that explains exactly what day one is and how it relates to Amazon. And I actually do have it, part of it, pulled up here. And in it, he says, um, somebody asked him, Jeff, you talk about day one a lot. What does day two look like? Jeff, what does day two look like? That's how it starts. And he said, that's a question I got at our most recent all-hands meeting. So I guess it's an all-company meeting uh, amongst either shareholders or boards, board of directors or leadership, I don't know. But um, he said, that's a question I got at our most recent all-hands meeting. I've been reminding people that it's day one for a couple of decades. I work in an Amazon building named Day One, and when I move buildings, I took the name with me. I spend time thinking about this topic. So this is obviously something that's near and dear to him. He says after that, day two, is stasis, followed by irrelevance, followed by excruciating, painful decline, followed by death. And that's why it's always day one. And he said, to be sure, this kind of decline would happen in extreme slow motion. An established company might harvest day two for decades, but the final result would still come. And if you go on um, Amazon and how they do business, it's a section on their website. I'll actually link this um, in the description to this episode if you're interested. It 
further breaks down this whole day one mentality into focus on customers, high quality, high velocity decisions, experiments to incubate new capabilities, embrace failures, nimble up organization structures, small teams who own what they create, and prioritization of long-term sustained value. And this is contrasted to the day two mentality where there is focus on internal challenges, bureaucratic consensus-based decisions, investing in entrenched capabilities, fearing failure, deeply layered organizational structures, large teams with many dependencies. And that day two, the company in day two sounds very familiar to a lot of companies that I've worked with and worked for. And you'll find that very few companies in life and very few people in life have a day one mentality, which I'll get into a bit uh, later. And there's a lot more to this pretty large document. And like I said, I'll post a link to this in the episode description. Now I want to pivot to the day one mentality and how it relates to you as a person, as a unit. And I'll start off with this. On the first day, everyone's excited. Everyone is pumped up. Everyone loves the first day. And also, everyone's a bit nervous. Everyone pictures themselves where they're going to be in a couple months, and it's a whole bunch of ambiguity, uncertainty, but also excitement and possibility. And think of the first day at school, day one. Think of the first day at your first job, day one. Think of the first day in a new relationship, especially if it's your first relationship ever, day one. It's all new. It's all exciting. And me, personally, I remember the first day at my first job right after college, and it was a completely new world, and I was willing to prove myself. I had a zest. I had an inner fire. But as the days and weeks and months started to go on, as the drag um, of the grind of life got to me, that fire started to go away. Things that were new and fresh became routine, boring, dull, and monotonous, and I felt myself slipping into that day, quote unquote, day two mentality. And I had to revitalize myself to have this day one uh, mentality, which I'll detail a bit later. But with the uh, day two mentality, or when you start losing track of the fire that you have on day one, your mind starts to drift elsewhere. You stop paying attention in class. You start showing up late to work. You start getting wandering eyes for other women. And this is what normally happens in the absence of the day one mentality. You start to lose focus. And just because something is normal doesn't mean it's good. Day two or, yeah, losing track of day one, that's normal. Most people do not have a day one mentality again. But again, since something... Just because something is normal doesn't mean it's good. Like, for example, many people have a problem with food. That's normal. Overeating, binging, not eating enough, um, eating the wrong kinds of things. These are all problems with food. And these are normal. This is normal. Does that mean it's good? Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. Most people are in relationships that have little if no passion in them. Like if you think about all the people who you know who are in relationships, they fight, they ignore each other, they take each other for granted, uh, they lose the reason why they got together in the first place, especially as the years go on, things get in the way. Um, 
all this stuff piles up and then you have people who are in relationships where they're just, you know, punching the clock, metaphorically speaking. Like people are quote unquote married, but that doesn't mean the relationship is good. Like you think of how many people are in relationships, quote unquote relationships, and who are quote unquote married or quote unquote engaged, but the relationship's not all that great. That's a lot of people. And, you know, to have a subpar relationship is normal. Does that mean it's good? Fuck no. Definitely not. Um, so think of this state, I guess it's day two, as a state, as a boat at sea with no direction to sail for. If there's no direction, it just goes wherever the wind takes it. And who knows where that will be. But with the day one mentality, you bring as much care as much attention, as much conscientiousness to whatever you're doing as the first day, the first time you encountered it. You do your schoolwork with as much zeal as you did on the first day. You show up to work with as much enthusiasm as you did on the first day. You woo your partner as much as you did on the first day when you wanted her so bad. That's day one. And that's a high standard to live up to, of course. Of course, you'll never be 100% on the mark. I think day one is ideal. I don't think it's a realistic thing to always keep that same exact fire that you had on day one. And of course, you'll never be 100% on the mark. That's impossible. But just having this mindset in your back pocket and just putting your best foot forward will take you a long, long way. You realize how many people don't even try at anything? So... You may be wondering, how can you get this mindset to work for you? Well, I'll break down how it worked for me, and then I'll give some applicable steps about how I believe this could work. So I remember when I first graduated college, many years ago at this point, seems like another lifetime, but I remember the enthusiasm and excitement I had to just go out there and just kill it. I remember the feeling that the world's my oyster, that I had plenty of time, had plenty of possibility. I'm pretty sure everyone resonates with that, especially the day of graduation or when you have a graduation party and you have yet to encounter the world. You just feel like there's just so much possibility and like it's just so much excitement. But over the course of the next year, life ended up just knocking the wind out of me. Like I was applying to job after job after being rejected endlessly. And when I did get a job, some type of meager employment, making nothing pretty much, um, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And also that year, I got into a pretty bad car accident that almost killed me. And of course, um, I was broke, broke, broke. And I remember the year after I graduated, um, still trying to look for something solid Me and several of my friends were still in pretty bad shape. In fact, one of my good friends asked to borrow money to buy gas, and I gave him my last $10, and I didn't see any money um, for probably a couple weeks. Um, So I was just like, my pockets were empty. And I was like, damn, I hate living like this. And to make it worse, I saw all my friends making progress and doing stuff, and I was just stuck. I felt like a fossil. And that's when the fire um, started to reinvigorate in me. It was there. I had it. I lost it because life again hit me. And then I needed that spark to rekindle it. And then I told myself, never again 
or reach this level of just sheer destitution. Well, I didn't, wouldn't even really call it destitution because, I mean, I had some place to stay. And, uh, you know, I wasn't completely, I wasn't starving, but, I mean, you know, I didn't have any money to do what I wanted to do. So um, it was like being a little kid again. And that's when I started to go ham. That's when I just started to attack everything. I started to, you know, say, you know, this is it. I'm going for it. I'm doing all this stuff. And that's when I doubled down on my self-development. So that was 2013 into 2014. Yeah, so that was beginning of 2014. And at this point, there was no real system, but I just aggressively attacked some goals I set. I said, you know, I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to get some employment. And that was another adjustment I had to make. I was used to coasting by on my natural intelligence and ability to gather information and understand it, but that wasn't going to cut it. I had to dig in. Being smart only gets you so far in life. It wasn't until the next year that I got my first chance making near minimum wage. And I still had that fire burning, that rage driving me. And I wanted to establish myself as the hardest damn worker in the room. After a couple months of doing this, I decided to use that as a platform and strike while the iron was hot. I jumped ship to another job that pay was also eh, decent, but you know, it was whatever. But I still had the day one mentality. I dug in some more. I worked. I was focused on the long term because I saw a greater vision for myself. And I said, this is fantastic. I have the opportunity to learn so much and learning so much at a smaller type small business environment. I considered myself an apprentice. They were, I was getting more from them than they were getting from me. And I played the office politics. I studied the game. I kept my mouth shut. I listened more than I spoke. Now, years later, I'm sitting pretty right now. I'm in a pretty good position, but we still have a long, long, long way to go. This journey isn't over until it's over. In my mind, I remember when I was broke, when I was lost, when I was trying to keep my head above water. I remember the angst, the despair, the rage, the envy, the mix of emotions, this Molotov cocktail of negative motivation. I remember that feeling so vividly and I bottled it up. And that day one mentality will continue to drive me to assert my will in life and get what I desire out of it. So for me, every day is a day to prove myself. Every day is day one. Like Jeff Bezos said, every day is day one. To wrap this up, let's talk about some practical steps about using this day one mentality in your own life. The first step, you have to find something bigger than yourself to sacrifice for. What is it going to take to push you past all the pain and hardship that will inevitably come in your life? Unless you are born into wealth or get some type of inheritance, life will most likely be Difficult for you at points. Depending on what type of launchpad capital you have, life will be very difficult in some areas. And if you don't know what launchpad capital is, I did an episode on it. Go back and look for it. You'll need to find something that's worth it. Are you pressing towards an idealized version of yourself? Are you fighting for your parents, for your partner, your kids if you have any? What is worth shouldering the burden for? Find a bigger reason and use that as motivation. Secondly, I would say, think back to a time when you experienced a feeling of, I never want to be here again. 
It might be after an eviction, a breakup, a relapse of some kind, some kind of low point where you felt surrounded by darkness and despair. And I think we've all had points like that, some more than others. And since we're naturally averse to pain and will do anything to avoid it, those moments offer good opportunities for clarity. And for me, this is pretty relevant because someone close to me is on a very self-destructive path. Years of living in a certain way have turned this person into a shadow of their former self. And I fear that if they continue down this road, they'll wake up one day with massive, irrevocable regrets. But if you have the day one mentality, you'll use this negativity in your life as fuel and motivation. I've also talked about negative motivation in the past, so go and check out that episode as well for more details on that. Third, I would say do as much as you can and commit to the work. Commit to the work. A lot of people say they want better, but they just don't put their best foot forward. They don't put the effort forward. And depending on where you are and who you are in life, you may have to work a lot harder than someone else just to get to the same point where they started at. Like if you were born into a low-income family or complete abject poverty, just to get to the middle class, you'll most likely have to bust your ass, as in working two, three jobs and maybe even going to school at the same time. Or you may be the guy who's skinny or fat and has to work hard in the gym to get a physique like someone who can just look at weights and blow up even with a crappy diet. And at this point, it's easy to look at something or someone on Instagram, or Facebook, or some something like social media, be like, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair. And yeah, it's definitely not fair. Life is definitely not fair. But where you are is where you are. And you may have truly been dealt a bad hand in life. And then we reach another fork in the road. Are you going to stay where you are? Or are you going to grab a shovel and start digging? Your call. And that's all I have today on this topic. I truly appreciate you listening in. If you like this episode, please visit www.unstoppablerise.com for more content on the corner of psychology, philosophy, productivity, and self-improvement with a masculine slant. Until next time, keep grinding. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with an honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow. And I truly appreciate your feedback. So until next time, stay good. Take care of yourself. Take care of other people. And peace. Peace.